Yo, what up, what up? From Hypebeast Radio, I'm Manning, and this is Mike Line, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artist or major player in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered, and you never know who may pop by. For this episode of Mike Line, we talked to Flying Lotus to discuss his new album, his record label, Adult Swim, and a ton more. Welcome to Mike Line. So today on Mike Line, um, it's really, really special guest. This is someone who I've been a fan of since college. Uh, when I stumbled onto his work, just lime, just looking and downloading random stuff. LimeWire? Yeah. What are you about to say LimeWire? <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> I went to Rutgers. We had this little thing. What was it called? It was essentially where it's a third-party site. You just LimeWire times two. Nice. I'll let him introduce himself. I'm the illegally downloaded artist, Flying Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I really got into your music because I'm a huge Adult Swim fan. Like, uh, yeah. I've been someone that's been like watching Adult Swim since I can remember. That's where I got like I just that's where I felt like that kind of was like everything. They, they were calling you. Yeah, that yeah, was like yeah, my yeah. brain. I was like, this is how I think, and to see that. That's how I felt too when I when I first started seeing. It. I was like, "Oh, you did this for me! Finally, something for me!" Exactly. You know, was, uh, so yeah. So after discovering like, "Yo, who's who's this producer that's doing a lot of the bumpers?" and then just like looking through stuff, and I was like, "Oh, snap! Flying Lotus." And then I downloaded. I remember I I downloaded your first album, and I was like, "Yo, this is something I never heard before." It pushed the way you think of genres, where just like. I can't dub this hip hop. I can't dub this funk. I can't dub this jazz. This is just something completely unique. So I guess my first question is, when creating, like, what is that process like for you, and where does that start from? You know, I I feel like my process is is pretty similar to most most people. You know, I just I kind of tinker around and and find something that works. You know, I think one of my strengths might just be just having a a sense of all the pieces of the puzzle, you know, finding things and knowing how deep to go with, with layers and stuff. Uh, because I feel like, you know, in terms of what I do, I, I watch a lot of people work. And I'm like, oh, well, it's a similar process, you know, but it's, it's just the, the result is a bit different. I feel like, uh, you know, I might be a bit more meticulous about sounds mm. and noises and placement. I don't know. I can't really, I, I just, yeah, my process is just, uh, experimentation yeah yeah which i think i just naturally gravitate to because it's because of experimentation that's where you you discover yeah. you know and yeah because of just curiosity it just leads to something you never thought you could do i rarely have an idea in my head you know like a set thing i want to do it's a rare thing where i'll just like at least have have a thing in my head oh i gotta get that out it's always like okay let's go to work what does this sound sound like? Doo, 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 you know, and, and then uh, things happen, you know, or, you know, playing chords and stuff and you, you find your way. Um, it's been five years since You're Dead. I think that album was, um, it was amazing front to back. And it was also was celebrated like it should have been. With those, since the five years since then to the new album you're about to come out with, I guess, tell me the, tell me post You're Dead and just like, why does much time pass? That's interesting. You know, when I think about it, it has been five years, but I don't feel like I've been gone, mm-hmm. really. I've been working a lot, actually. I've been, I made a movie. Yep. I did three soundtracks, three or four movie scores, you know, produced for a lot of people. 
I produced Thundercats Drunk album, uh, which was a lot of fun. Seemed like it was fun. Yeah, uh, that was a really special time. But, you know, when it comes to my own stuff, I felt like, you know, there was a, a moment there where I was kind of like, I don't know if I, I just want to make another album. I feel like I'm at that point where I want to focus on, you know, building visuals and music together. And that is the focus, not one and the other, like not one. And, you know, I, I just felt like I kind of hit a place where that was really the way I needed to challenge myself at this point, because that's. I'm not really out to impress anybody but myself, mm. truly. You know, I want to challenge myself and, and grow and, and, you know, experiment and learn new things. But I think where I ended up getting super back into just, like, thinking about music was when I really started focusing on piano. And then um, that was just like, oh, okay, there's a challenge. <laughs> you know, it's like this is the, the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, you know, is, like, really try to pursue that instrument. So, uh now I'm just like, I'm only in music, like 120%, you know, so it might be a good thing. <laughs> what has that challenge been like? What were some of the things that you, I guess, you went Piano? through? Yeah. Do you play? No, I wish. It's, it's... That was me for a long time. You know, I've always kind of fiddled with it, and I always, man, I wish I'd have done that, like, forever ago. I wish I'd have, you know, picked it up. Like, when I was a kid, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I focus on it? Yes. And that was always, like, my, the thing that was, like, stopping me, really. Like, it was too late or something. But, you know, there's, there, it's never too late and you never stop learning. And if you're like really serious about the instrument, you never stop growing in that either. So it's, uh, it's a lifelong journey and I've just committed to it, you know, but it is, it's, it's difficult, man. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I was actually like sitting, I literally was in fetal position crying about it the other day. Mm. Just like, it's like, oh, my playing is so terrible. Why am I so shit? Yeah. You know, it was like, I really was that person, literally. <laughs> it was like, I'm actually in the fetal position right now. <laughs> you know, but it, I'm, I'm fully in it. It's crazy because um, I was talking with friends and they were like, I'm probably going to teach himself how to play guitar. And he's like, it's so much difficult and a different experience learning an instrument when you're an adult. Than I don't believe it. Why did you say that? I think that. Well, first off, I can't allow myself to believe that because of my situation. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I believe that people say that because they don't really remember things mm. when they're a kid. They don't remember the time that things took when they're a kid. You know, now we're way more aware of ourselves and the time we spend doing things. But I think when you're a kid, you know, you don't really know what you want. You don't really know. So you might learn in a more aimless way. I think, but I feel like because I'm an adult and because I, I have years of experience in, in all the other aspects of music too, that it's allowed me to kind of take to the instrument a little bit quicker. And, and also I have a bit more of a trajectory than I think just, you know, a kid who's just like, hey, you know, um, I know what I want to play. I see myself doing certain things, you know, I have, I know that already. Uh, so I think my time spent practicing is way less aimless. But, but I don't know. Uh, what do you think? To me, I'm I'm very much a uh, optimistic thinker. So I just mm. think like, if you put your mind to it, you can do this. You just upset the time aside. Yeah. And just actually, you know, accept accept the failures that come yeah. because it's going. You're going to mess up. Yeah. You're going to fall, and so it's going to happen. So just like when it happens, learn from it and just keep on going. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the the other thing about my situation, which is, is unique, is that, you know, 
I don't get the opportunity to be whack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, they, everybody's going to, like, expect me to be pretty decent, you know, <laughs> That's when, true. the day out, you know, like, just being real, you know, like, you know, I'm not, it's not going to be cute if I'm out there crunching, you know, I can't get my scales together. You yeah. Know? So, like, I'm, I got a little extra pressure on me, which is cool. But at the same time, I have, you know, some of the greatest teachers on the planet, like, in my texts, you know, like. I'm talking to Herbie Hancock, you know, he's like showing me finger exercises, you That's know, crazy. And, and Dennis Hamm and all, you know, Brandon Coleman, all these people who are around me and, you know, Thundercat being my best friend. It's like, you know, I have like a theory coach, you know, in a way too. you know, I learn a lot from just, you know, it's, it's been, um, it's been a bit of a, a faster track, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. One thing I'm curious about because you're, you do like a lot and also you do, you touch a lot of things. Like you said, in that five years, you produced Thundercat, you put out a movie, you worked on yeah. a bunch of soundtracks. How do you juggle everything while also being a label, a label head? Like, how do you? Well, I have I have help with the label. Um, and I just, I have a lot of help generally around me. I have good friends, good talented friends help me out. But um, I'll say, I guess my social life takes a hit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because I just be at the house, man. I just be at the house working. Yeah. But I wouldn't have it any other way, really. So, I don't know say like from the outside i want more hours man mm. i want to do more in the day you know like by the time six o'clock comes i'm like oh man that's it uh, that's it because i'm by then i'm so damn high <laughs> <laughs> we like you know i get like where my fingers going i can't do nothing i'll just sit here play some video games <laughs> nice nice for the new project i guess you said you started to focus on music after you learned the piano how did the new album form like when that process looked like when did the yeah. name come to you? When did you, like the collaboration started yeah. happening? Um, I actually a lot of these songs are a bit old. Like the Solange song is the oldest. Mm. I think one of the oldest. That and the Anderson song, the two. <laughs> There's some of the older tracks. But I I never stopped working, you know, so it was like things that have been kind of building up. It's just sometimes it takes a while for things to reveal themselves, like what it's supposed to be like. What actually am I trying to say? What does this body of work say? You know, instead of me trying to guide it. Like, what is it showing me, you know? Like, well, it, oh, we're going there, okay. This, this is what it's supposed to be. And it, it takes as long as as it did, you know? It, I had, you know, felt like I liked the name Flamagra for so long, but I was like, is that really it? Is that really it? Is this is this really the thing? Is this what I'm trying to say? All right, I need the time to step away. Do I still love you a month later? Do I still love these tracks? Is this still what I need to say? Uh, I go through that. And I, I try to allow myself time for that moment, too. Yeah. Time is something that I'm very, that's to me is like the most important thing yeah. ever. Like time is the most important currency. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think when I see artists, sometimes um, they don't they don't utilize time or they put time in the back burner. Whereas yeah. like I just recently like like artists, they sign somewhere and now they're on the clock, you know, and or they just don't understand like to use that time to sit back and just to look, especially now in the streaming area, that everybody wants to consume everything so quickly. Yeah. That it just feel like just put out a body of work and just see what happens. Um, but from you, I, I really always get like, you understand time and understand the art of using time effectively. Sure. I guess I want to talk about that. We're just like, do you think time is something that artists should be investing more into? I, I can't speak for anyone else, really, but i in that world with the time thing, man. I'm all about it. You know, I, I, uh, I'm very mindful of how much time I spend doing things, especially now. You know, even with practice, I have, like, I mark all my practice time, everything. 
just because you know ain't nothing promised mm. you know and, and we want to make sure we're, we're spending our time wisely but in terms of you know i'm not really in a rush to do anything you know i'm not really in a rush to put albums out I'm not really obviously you know but i think at this point though all that being said like i i don't feel um i don't know i don't know how i feel time is like waiting is always the way or but i also don't like bum rushing people yeah. i think people uh you know, maybe maybe we should, you know, kind of, I don't know, give the things the time to grow and, and figure if that's what we really want to say. You know, I, I do at least. You know, I really, more than anything, I want to be kind of like, when I look back at my discography, I want to be like, okay, yeah, all right. I don't want to be like, ooh, why did I do that one? Ooh, get that one out of there. I don't want to do that. You know, there, there, you know, I have a couple moments that I'm not too fond of already, but, you know, I, uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah. I enjoyed that Brain Feeder is home to some of the most unique artists mm. um, in music. Mm. How does the artist catch your eye, or just how does, or what do you see Brain Feeder as? Yeah, I, exactly what you called it. I, I see it as a home for the other people, the other kids, you know. It's, uh, but uh, it's, uh, in terms of like what catches my ear, I want to hear stuff and be like, oh man, I wish I made that. That's like, that's, that's usually a good sign right there. <laughs> it's like, oh man, why didn't I think of that? That's a cool idea. That's a cool sound. You know, that always gets me. Uh, usually the music kind of just falls in my lap. I have some good friends around and be like, yo, have you heard? That's usually how it starts. Mm. And uh, like, no, send. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where am I going? What is this? But, you know, I'm also like, I'm also kind of seeking things. Not, I'm not like super actively because we already got a lot of artists, yeah. you know, but, you know, if, if it stands out, you know, I can't, I can't turn off, especially, you know, if, the, if I see a vision, if I have a vision for something and I feel like I can help this person or I can, I can, you know, help shine a light on a situation, you know, I'll, I would love to nice. usually. When you say other kids, what, what do you mean? The other kids, just, you know, the alternative, the alternative crowd, you know, the kids who are, are pushing more music that's a bit more cerebral, I guess, and just a bit more thoughtful, thought provoking, challenging, you know, um, I feel like, you know, everyone else has got the pop stuff sorted out. Mm. You know, they got that figured out. Everyone's got the trap thing sorted out and locked. So let me do the other stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I definitely noticed, like, especially over the last couple of years, that all the pop stuff and stuff that used to be this huge thing and people just go to whenever and consume, it's starting to get lesser and more artists or more people who are making the more meticulous music and just thought out music, it's starting to become sought. Like people are yeah, looking for that. I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. They were, you know, people were telling me, "Oh, you're not going to be so underground this time around. You know, you know, you're not so weird now." Basically, yeah. You know? Which is which is cool. Uh, I think you know, obviously, the internet has helped kind of, you know, turn everything into a big puddle, mm -hmm. <laughs> a big old messy puddle, uh, which is which is great. Um, I I love that. I love the fact that you know, kids can appreciate pop and the stuff that I do and. You know some of the more eclectic brain feeder stuff or whatever they can you know i've and i've also noticed on the reverse is that you know some of the old heads are like you know who are like just exclusive backpack hip-hop from the 90s people you know like now they're getting into you know all the other stuff oh man i checked out cardi b yeah I, I like that you know it's like <laughs> cool good for you you know so it's cool it's cool i think it's it's nice that all the walls are kind of coming down in that way and it's all about just you know who's making the best stuff yeah I guess a news that really hit me was that um, 
Red Bull Music Academy. I know, man. I know. So, and I wanted to talk to you because you've been a part of that since, like, early. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And, like, this institution to me because it's so special because that's where you see a lot of the other kids or the Absolutely. alternative. Absolutely, Or yeah. just these independent artists who are yeah. making amazing music but without, yeah. like, the backing. And so when I saw, read that it was... It was um, about to end. I was heartbroken. So I'm just like, yeah. I've seen so many of my favorite artists because of them. Um, when you see that happen, I guess, what comes to mind? Yeah, when I first heard the news, I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Damn. And then a week passes, and you're like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> you know, like, the reality sets in. Yeah. You know, it was like, it's, it's, uh, it's huge. You know, their, their impact on culture and art is, you know, I think underappreciated in um, you know, but for me personally, they've done so much for me, mm. you know, like the, and I remember in the early days, I was like, I was looking for the, the catch, you know, like, what are they going to ask me for, <laughs> you know, a year from now? Like, what do they really want? You know? And it was never, it never really came down to that. And, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm really grateful. You know, they, they, they invested a lot into my career personally, not just, you know, you know, putting on cool shows, but you know, they, they helped fund my show. You know, they helped me build my, you know, layer three show, you know, and, uh, and they, the first people who took me to Australia, you know, I went and, and I connected with so many people there and, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of people I met, a lot of awesome opportunities came from that. They put, you know, billboards all over the world with my face on them, you know, it was, it was awesome. You know, and it, it, it sucks that it's over. Mm. But, um, you know, with all those things at end, you just hope that someone will pick up the slack and see that as a template, you know, and, and try and do something even better, hopefully, you know. Drunk was one of my favorite albums when it came out. That's yeah. that, The album still gets played for me to this day. And I'm always curious, of, like, it was just a, such a great team. It was just symmetry at its best. Are there other artists who you, like, I guess, itching to work with or itching to do something like that with? Or if you're not currently are? Yeah. Um, there's two people who get the all access. And I, <laughs> what I mean by that is like, if they're like, yo, man, I need you to get on a plane right now. I'm in Korea, yo. Get on a plane, please. <laughs> I'll get on a plane. Nice. There's, there's two people I can think of. Um, well, three. But, um, but you know, working with working with Kat has, has always been special because a lot of times we don't have to say anything. You know, we just end up just... You know, when we work, it's like when he comes over to work, it's like we're at work. Mm. It's like we're going to work now. We're clocked in. <laughs> you know, we're going to go until we can't go. We run out of ideas, you know, and that's like, you know, at least twice a week, you know. Um, so I don't have that relationship with anybody else, though. There are people who I, I would love to work with in that capacity. But, uh, you know, that that's a really unique situation, you know. And it, I don't think it's just about music, you know, we just, we got like a real trippy ass connection, man. It's, it's like real weird. <laughs> um, what have you learned from him? A lot. <laughs> a lot. I learned a lot from him, you know. Um, a lot of weird random things, too. <laughs> a lot of weird random things. Um, he reminds me to be a better listener, mm. that's for sure. And... One good one, though, and I always tell this story, so if anyone's ever heard it, sorry. <laughs> it's my Lady Gaga, one person in the room one story. One person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> one person who believes in you. <laughs> that was such a good uh, video, oh, too. That's, this is my moment. Uh, but this, this, this actually it works because I'm wearing the shoes, too. Nice. So Thundercat 
I mean, we got super hyped that they're doing the Dragon Ball Reebok or whatever, the Adidas, Dragon Ball Adidas shoes. You know, like, all right, we're going to get our joints, you know, we're going to get them all. We're going to get all the shoes. We're going to get them all, collect them all. So we got we got the Gokus. I think he got his the day before I got mine. And he came through with them on like a random Tuesday. He came through to the crib, got the Gokus. I'm like, oh man, you got the Gokus. All right, you just go wear them on a Tuesday at the crib. You just go, just today like that. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. He's like, yeah, man, you can't always be waiting for the special occasion. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's why I do that, huh? He's like, it reminds me, you know, every day is a special occasion. And we can't just we can't just wait for the good day to you know bust the shoes out. We gotta treat every day like it's special, and that's that's something that he made me think of. And it's uh, I always I'll always think of it now, you know, because I'm that guy who waits, you know. So I have so many things in my closet I haven't worn because of that, you know. It's like so many dope pieces that like you know the seasons pass, they ain't cool no more, <laughs> you know. Like certain things, I got a whole bunch of that stuff. Nice. Uh, I guess, which is a perfect segue because as a fellow fan of Adult Swim, I guess some of your your ranking shows, that uh, if you could, or like in your Mount Rushmore. Mine, you know, I'm going to be controversial here. I don't think Rick and Morty is going to be in that list. Ooh, okay. But if it is, it's going to be at the lower side of it yeah. because I think Aqua Teen Hunger Force I was <laughs> Number one, <laughs> number one, the hood. Yeah. You know? Like so many hours watching that. Yeah. And I, you know, the best thing to me is like after like maybe two years goes by and I ain't seen it in yeah. a minute, and it's like, oh yeah, number one, back to the <laughs> beginning, watch them all over again, and it's like they're so absurd, you forget yeah. how you, know, you forget the plots because the plots don't make no sense. It's just like all. they're all new again. Like, wait, did I see this one? Like, maybe no, yeah, I definitely saw it. Um, so yeah, that big fan of. Uh, Early C Lab, of mm. course. Uh, uh, oh, man, there's too many. There's too many. There's a lot. I liked. Uh, I like some of the weird stuff that didn't last long, Same. like Perfect Hair Forever. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Assy McGee, that Assy was cool. McGee was great. Yeah. That was really good. Metalocalypse, of course. Yeah. I'll, that's one to revisit all the time, as well. Um, there's too many. I'm trying to think. The Frisky Dingo, that was a trippy yeah. one too. That was good. That didn't last long either. But that was good. What's the, uh, Tim and Eric. Tim, yeah. Come on, Tim man. Tim and Eric was great. Tim and Eric, yeah. I'm trying to thank some others. I've really gotten to, um, where's the, the dog that's a devil dog? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles. That was good, too. That was really, that was. Super Jail. Yeah, Super Jail. Super Jail was amazing. Super Jail was amazing. Like, was classic animation, yes. like hand-drawn styles. Like, like, that came out, like, a couple of years later. It probably would have got long, longer run, but that job. That went on for a like, minute. Super Joe was the, one of the best shits I ever seen. Yeah, it was it was always impressive too. That at the end episode, they always had it was just like a mad scene of just like impossible animation. Exactly, it was just really dope. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think what else really I got into. I love Pretty Little Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, pretty Face going yeah, to hell. Your Pretty yeah. Face going to hell. I was like, yeah, yeah that's good. That's some good stuff <laughs> so right many, there. I was like, yeah, I go back to that like every time. Every time I get, I was like, yeah, let's let's, let's watch and then, it. Yeah, then Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and, and then Rick and Morty comes yeah. in. <laughs> I think the Rick and Morty fans made the show more annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. It's like, it's dope, but is it that? Yeah, like, dope? Is, is, the, is, is it that the dope? best thing in the world? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like it, though. I do like it. Nice, nice. And I guess my final question is like, um, well, I guess two things. I guess, um, what's next that you haven't ventured to do yet? I'll start with that. The next thing. What's the, like a next adventure for Flying, for flying Lotus? Jazz Trio. 
<laughs> jazz, jazz trio with me on the keys. That would be crazy. That's that's where that's the trajectory nice. right now. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And then last question is um, for anyone listening who's um, a young producer, what advice would you give them if they ask you? Play, learn how to play it. If you if you don't play now, learn, learn play. It's because you know it ain't ever too late, and it will just only. You know, when people ask me now about, oh man, what do you do when you have beat block? What do you do when you like, go learn some new chords, man. Like, it's infinite, it's infinite. There's no reason to be out of ideas. You know, you should be learning how to read, learn how to read music. Then then a whole other world opens up to you, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, get, get your theory and your fundamentals. Nice, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Pleasure. Well, that's today's episode of Mike Line, and thanks for tuning in. You can listen to more episodes of Mike Line and everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Mike Line on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content. Let us know who you like to have on the show, and thank you for listening to Mike Line.